Speaking of expertise, every Friday we speak with Australian Olympian Simon Orchard from the dogs.com.au, the home of everything greyhound racing in New South Wales. Orch, good morning to you. How are you? Yeah, morning, boys. Going fantastic and looking forward to a beautiful Friday up here in the Hunter Valley. Sun shining. Can't wait to get into a big weekend of uh, greyhound racing, guys. Well, before we get into that, we've been tackling some big issues this morning. Big, <laughs> big issues. Uh, we had a story from the papers today that uh, it's uproar, really, about bosses contacting you mm. after hours. Now, what are your... <laughs> premises that you live by if if you get an email or a phone call after hours are you get are you turning around to your significant other and saying what is this or are you happy with it oh boys in the greyhound game much like a lot of the racing capers it's all systems go pretty much all of the time uh for anyone who's been around dogs or horses in their life they know that uh, work begins very early i've had a couple of phone calls to trainers when i've been out visiting their properties uh asking what time i should arrive and they say 4 a.m and that's fine by me our last race tonight just as an example is 10:43 p.m uh, at wentworth park and i've actually had one or two moments in the last couple of years boys where i've been down at the pub watching the races uh, in the tab section, uh, and then all of a sudden a, a track record goes down and I have to hightail it back to the house to try and get some work done for the dog. So uh, pretty much if my phone is on, which it always is, I'm ready to work and ready to get into it. It's just part of the sacrifice of being part of the great game of greyhound racing. I've followed a few stories from the pubs. <laughs> sometimes, you, 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 you know, it's not during work, but sometimes things just happen and you just got to whip out your phone. and Inverted say, commas, it's, it's, working from home. Well, no, no, no it's, not, it's not midday copes. You it'd didn't be like, stipulate a time. It'd be like 8 said... o'clock, I'm out for dinner, whatever the case may be, and I've got a tip or something's happened and you just got to <laughs> whack out the phone. Yeah, fair call. And the yarn but... only gets better in the pub, MC. You can only grow legs. Yeah, yeah, hopefully yeah. it's hopefully the sub editors are doing their job though, and it's all okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Hey, uh, Orch, I'm interested in one other story before we kick into the greyhounds. One close to your heart, the hockey ruse and and sponsorship. Tell us the story and, and your thoughts. Yeah, boys, interesting one popped up this week. Uh, one of the male players, Andrew Charter, he put up a post on one of his socials saying that the the team for the first time in his 14 year existence. Uh, in it didn't have a sponsor on the front of the jersey. So this is the Australian men's team, uh, the Cookers. Oh, and, the Kookaburras, well, that sorry. Sort of, that sort of, that's all right. That sort of traces back to my time in the program where we first got our first sponsor. I think it was in India. We arrived over there and uh, we didn't have a shirt sponsor. We ended up getting someone um, at the last minute. It ended up being a whiskey company who was moonlighting as a CD company because it was actually illegal at the time. So it said Imperial Blue CDs, but it was a whiskey company on the front of our World Cup jersey back in 2010. Uh, but look, it's an interesting one. A lot of people, I guess, jumping up and down and saying, well, you know, this is a travesty, one of the most successful Australian sporting teams in history. If you go back to Tokyo, I think the Kookaburra's gold medal finals in the top 10 events watched. It was one of the only ones outside of your swimming and your athletics. But the flip side of the coin, boys, and of course, I'm not um, saying they shouldn't have a sponsor, is the Olympics is such a heavily protected species. Anyone who's watched it, coach, you've worked in it, uh, MC, I'm sure you either will or you'll get over there eventually. But you can't have any sponsorship on the front. It's basically just the coat of arms and then a blank Australian gold, green, white jersey, whatever it might be. So for any corporate or commercial partners out there wanting to get involved, you can point to the ratings uh, from the Tokyo Olympics, but that doesn't matter because they're not going to see your shirt sponsor uh, front and centre 
once we get to Paris in a couple of months. So it's a difficult one. Australian hockey probably shrinking a little bit in the last decade at least. Uh, we just don't have the domestic competition like your NRLs and your AFLs to see these uh, players and heroes going around each and every week. So the Pro League actually starts in about a week or so, but a lot of people out there probably wouldn't even know that existed. So that just goes to show you that I'm not going to say dire circumstances, but we certainly would love some more support in the hockey world. And I think at the moment, it's important to look at both sides of the coin. Commercial interest largely comes from people who are philanthropic or want to throw their support behind a sport that they love. So uh, if there's anyone out there listening, jump on board because I know they'll take your call. Yep, sounds good, man. Just on greyhounds, there's thousands of retired Australian greyhounds which have new homes in the US. Can you explain that to us? Yeah, this has been a landmark agreement between... Greyhound Racing New South Wales and, of course, agencies. It's called the Aussie Mates in the States program. It began well, just over a year ago now, and already we've sent 500 greyhounds to the US. And, look, I, I guess it's important to say that uh, a big cohort of GRNSW staff went over there last year to try and uh, do all the checks and balances and tick the boxes off and make sure that everything was above board. And, of course, uh, it's been an issue, boys. I'm not going to lie. For our sport in the last couple of years in particular, breeding has dried up because... Uh, owners, participants, trainers are struggling to, to rehome their dogs post-racing careers. So it's been a big point of emphasis the emphasis for us. We've just ticked over the 500 dogs in the US and they're going everywhere, boys. Uh, Edmonton, Vancouver, Phoenix, Salt Lake City, Wisconsin, Tampa Bay, all over the States, people are craving greyhounds. Now, you at the US market used to have a lot of racing over there, but that's dried up in the last couple of years. So they still love the dogs. And honestly, I say this genuinely, boys, you will not meet a better pet. They are uh, so affectionate. They're so loving and caring. Uh, if you're not a walker, they don't like a lot of exercise. So they just lay around on the lounge or um, uh, around the kids and the family. They're really good with with families as well. And I guess the big part of this for us is we want to give these dogs forever homes and, and new best mates. So the US has been a really good and for that, we're hoping to send another 1,000 over in the next 12 months. Uh, and a lot of them are being used as PTSD companion animals for police officers and retired veterans as well, boys. So it's a really good yarn and hopefully it can continue long into the future. Great call. Great call. I've got 15 seconds for you to give us one tip. What's your tip for the weekend? Goulburn race five, number three, and Wentworth Park race six, number two. The two best bets going around the state today, boys. Best bets. You are all over it. Simon Orchard, former Kookaburra, telling us all the stories, all your opinions. Love it. Thanks to dogs.com.au, the home of everything greyhound racing in New South Wales. Have a great day, mate. Hooray, fellas. Stay with us. Michael's chosen his Vossioki this morning. It's going to be a popular one after One Direction yesterday. You chose that as well. Make sure you stay tuned. Shane Watson, our special guest, straight out of the 8am news. Brecky's powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together.